Welcome to the Valley Church. Our mission is to see changed lives, and we hope this relevant teaching inspires you to take the next step in your journey. Thanks for checking out the podcast and enjoy the message. Well, hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Mark. I'm one of the pastors at the Valley Church, and uh, just really glad you're with us today. Well, uh, we continue our series today. Uh, it's week three of the last letter. And uh, if you missed the first two weeks, uh, go back and watch them on YouTube or Facebook. Uh, I think uh, there are going to be some powerful things that you can learn from those. I know for me, even as preparing them and preaching them and even reflecting on them, it's really impacted my life and brought some change in some things I wanted to see some change in. So that's the beauty. You can go back and watch them at any time at your convenience. Well, it is the third week, like I said, of this series. And so uh, I'm not the most mechanical person in the world. Um, actually, if I was to be honest, I'm not very handy at all. In fact, uh, anytime I'm getting ready to do some home improvement project, uh, it can test my faith. Uh, it can maybe uh, not show my Christianity quite as well. It's also good uh, when I'm doing a project that no one else really is around me. In fact, my wife, Jessica, knows that when I come in with the tools, it's probably a good time for her and the kids to, to go elsewhere. But even in the midst of not being handy myself, I have discovered, though, if I have the right tools, even me uh, can figure out and do some pretty cool projects I never could do, do before. In fact, even last week, I was going to sand the table and repaint it and, and just kind of spruce some things up. And, and I figured after sanding it with my hand for a little bit, you know, I should just go to the store and get a nice... Um, a nice thing, a nice you know, thing to sand this with, and I got that tool. I got the sander, and wouldn't you know, right? Even I turned turned a, a project into something pretty decent. Well, I also don't know about you, but I know for myself, I have not just home improvement projects that I want to get right, but I have life improvement projects I want to get right. Different things in my life that maybe aren't where I want them to be, but I want them to get it right. And the same with that is when I have the right tools to tackle those life improvement projects, uh, they can turn out pretty well. Uh, so the question I have to, for you today as we get started is this. If you could change, if you could change anything about yourself, what would it be? And you can comment if you want, if you feel comfortable doing that. You definitely don't have to, to comment if you don't want to. But if there's anything that you could change about yourself today, what would it be? Do you have any flaws? that need to be dealt with? I know I do. Bad attitudes, bad habits, sin, unforgiveness, uh, anger, right? And the list goes on, right? Of things that I'm guessing you today while you're watching said, you know, this is something I don't like about myself. This is something I would love to see change. It's like the woman who said of her husband, he is uh, temperamental. He's 90% temper and not 10% mental. Uh, I, that's probably not good for your marriage to say that kind of stuff out loud. But I have discovered it is possible to change. It really is. It's possible to change assuming I have the right tools at my disposal. The Apostle Paul knew that too. And in fact, in his last letter, 2 Timothy, to his protege Timothy, he talks about having the right tool. And if you have this tool at your disposal, it will allow you to experience life change. It will change those things, those things that you don't like about yourself, that you know aren't where you want to be. If you lean into this one tool, it could be a game changer for you. And that tool is the Bible. 
And so he says this in 2 Timothy chapter 3 is where we're going to be today. So the verses will be on your screen or you can uh, pull up the Bible app uh, on your phone and uh, follow along. I'm a big fan of the YouVersion Bible app. It's a great way to make sure that uh, the Bible's wherever you go. But we're going to be in, in uh, chapter 3, verse 16. It says this, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. In other words, Paul is saying the scriptures, all the scripture is what you need and what I need for life transformation projects. And he tells us also through this that through teaching is one of the biggest ways that we learn. So that's why it's so vital to, to listen to things like this and go and you can listen to other pastors, definitely a lot better communicators than me or go to previous sermons that we did. But the teaching of God's word and, uh, and the listening to God's word and the study of God's word is, is, the, is the tool that we have at our disposal to change us. Now, the kicker is this. For you to think it's the right tool, you need to first of all believe that it's reliable. And notice he starts this out by saying this. He says, all scripture, how much? A little bit, the parts you like, the parts I like. No, all scripture is what? God breathed, which is very fascinating. Right? Talking about the breath of life from the very beginning with Adam and Eve into you know, the Holy Spirit and the breath. God breathed it. It's coming from him himself. Now, I wish I had the time to go today into all the reasons uh, why you can believe that scripture is reliable, why it is true, why it's not just made up, why it's not a fantasy, why it's not even allegory and some of the different things that are, that are taught or that you've heard over the years. In fact, um, while I don't have time to do that today, on every Tuesday at, at noon, so Tuesday at noon, we do, I do a Facebook Live called Diving Deeper. And so we just take what I talked about the previous Sunday and we, any questions you have, we can do, we do a lot of interaction. Um, so I, th this is going to be one thing I will talk about on Tuesday or take the questions you might have about how do we know the Bible is reliable? But let's assume that we do believe, or even if you don't believe that today as you're watching or you're a skeptic about scripture or skeptic about Christianity, I, I just want to let you know, I'm glad you're here. Um, we're a church, the Valley Church, where skeptics are welcome, doubters are welcome. I think if everyone were honest, I think there's, we all have certain doubts or certain questions about the Bible that we wrestle with. Uh, we want this to be a place, and even one of our values is come as you are, where you can wrestle with that, and we can help process that and maybe have answers to your questions or even learn together. But as we do look at this, I want to challenge you with this, especially if you're a skeptic of Scripture. If you, for the next six weeks, take one principle of the Bible and apply it to your life. Okay, that's my challenge. For the next six weeks, take one principle of the Bible and apply it to your life. And if your life does not get better in any form, shape, or fashion over those six weeks, you can take your doubts and your concerns and your, and your skepticism and just take it with you, okay? That's how much I believe that the Bible will transform me. That's how much I believe that the Bible is reliable. I'll give you one example. Do to others what you would have them do to you. That might be the verse you apply. Apply it for the next six weeks. I'm pretty confident your life will get better, hence why I'm issuing this challenge. But if you don't think it does, then you can continue with your, with your skepticism. Just give it a shot. So what are the benefits? What are the benefits of reading the Bible 
and letting the Bible read you. What are those benefits? Well, I listed five of them today that we're going to go over. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on each one, but you can always go back and watch this too or jot them down. But what are the five benefits? The first is this. It helps you to know God. Okay. Now, I'm going to preface it by saying, I, notice I said not just read the Bible, but let the Bible read you. So often, even we pastors, or maybe us pastors in particular, are guilty of saying, hey, read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible. Well, content is great. Information is awesome. But a lot of times, information does not lead to transformation, right? And that's what we talked about, life transformation projects, life improvement projects. And so I've learned as I read the Bible is not just to read it, but as I pray even or as I'm reading it, let the Bible read me. In other words, get into my heart, get into my mind, let it sink and let God actually speak to me, create that space where I'm hearing from God through already what he's telling me in his written word. But I do, through reading the Bible, it helps me to know God. I find out his character. I find out his passion for me. I found out his passion for humanity. I found out his compassion. I, f I find out that he wants to bring freedom to those who are oppressed, you know, women and other, you know, different groups. I find out all these kind of things by reading the scripture and I get to know God on such a personal level. Why is that? Well, he wants to be personal, right? He want, he's so revealing to us. He reveals himself all throughout the scripture. He revealed himself even more by sending Jesus you know, to earth to reveal who he is. The second thing is this. What's the benefit of reading the Bible and letting the Bible read you? It leads you to salvation. It leads you to salvation. The Bible actually says this in the verse before in 2 Timothy 3.15. It says, the scriptures are able to make you wise for what? wise for salvation. In other words, give you the wisdom of what it means to be saved through faith in Christ, through faith in Christ. See, salvation, you, you don't get saved. You don't get made right with God by being a good person, by being an American, by even believing in God. There's so many myths of Christianity out there that don't align what the, what the Bible tells us. It says the only way I can be made right with God is through putting my faith in Jesus Christ. He's the only way to the Father. And my sin separates me from a perfect and holy God. So there's never amount of good things I can do. I'm, you know, and I think if we get couple level honest with ourselves, I call it when you lay at bed at night and look up at the ceiling and you just get real with yourself. You're not as good. I'm not as good as we make ourselves out to be. We have a sin problem. And the only remedy to that sin problem is the solution. The only solution is Jesus. How do I know that? From reading the Bible. It tells me that. The third thing about reading the Bible and letting it read me is it keeps me from failure. It keeps me from failure. One day a man called a church office and he said, can I speak to the head hog at the trough? The secretary thought she heard what he said, but she said, I'm sorry, who? He said, I would like to speak to the head hog at the trough. To which the secretary said, well, if you're referring to our pastor, I would prefer that if you called him pastor or reverend and show a little respect. To which the guy said, well, I just wanted to let, you know, let him know that I'm willing to commit $100,000 to our building project. And he didn't even barely finish the word project to the secretary interrupted him and said, I think the big fat pig just walked in. You know, she almost made a terrible mistake, right? The Bible says this, it says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. See, as we hear and as we understand God's word, it reveals to us areas of our heart that aren't right, areas of our mind that aren't right, the wrong things that we're doing that look in God's eyes are not acceptable. 
but it helps us to also avoid failure, right? And how many of you today are struggling with failure? How many of you feel like a failure? How many of you know that you failed in the last 24 hours, last 48 hours, last, last week, last month? I think all of us, if we're gut level honest, would probably raise our hand, you know, and say, yes, I have failed. I have failed as to be the husband that I'm supposed to be or to be the wife I'm supposed to be or to be the parent I'm supposed to be. I failed in this area of my life. I failed in that area of my life. I failed with my mind, I, you know, right? I mean, so many different things. And I think a lot of us, uh, if you're watching and you're a Jesus follower today, we have this tension we feel between knowing the freedom that we have in Christ, but yet feeling like a failure at the same time. And I want you to know today, if you're not a follower of Christ, that those who you know, appear to have everything figured out and that they're flawless, um, that's a facade, okay? We're all in this journey together. We need each other in this journey, uh, but we need, we need to dive into scripture to not only reveal the failure, but also to, to know how we can experience grace and forgiveness because of us not being uh, perfect people. The fourth thing is this, it gives me direction. Anyone out there today need some direction in their life, <laughs> some guidance, some input, some clarity, all right? I mean, it's so huge. Uh, Psalm 119, 105 says this, your word, the Bible, God's word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I love the imagery, imagery with that, a light to my feet or a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. In other words, it illuminates. It, it brings to clarity to, it, you know, we know, right? Walking in the dark, you trip over a stick, you fall in a hole or, 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 you know, roll your ankle in a hole. So many things can get in the way. And he's saying on this path that we call life, I want to give you a lamp and a light. I'm going to give you a double dose of clarity in decision-making. And so there's been so many times in my life when I've needed clarity on little things, but then the big things, jobs, careers, family, marriage, kids, you name it, right? Finances, all those big, big things where I've gone to scripture. I've gone to scripture and I've asked God, would you reveal to me? Would you give me clarity? Now he doesn't like, I just don't read all of a sudden. He says, it says, take the job. There's nowhere in scripture, just take the job. But it's amazing how many times I've received peace or it's cleared my mind to hear better from God as I'm reading God's word. And the last one is this, again, for me personally, how the Bible has impacted me as I read it and let it read me, it gives me the power to change. Again, question is, is there things you want to see changed in your life? Your attitude, your, your, uh, your demeanor, how you, your relationships, uh, your behavior, right? I mean, I think all of us would say, yeah, uh, there's at least one area of my life that's not in alignment with what I would want it to be, okay? God's word gives us the power to change. It, there's something, it's God, right? It's God's power. The one who created all the universe, who created you, who created me, he can give her the power to change. I love what Rick Warren says in uh, Purpose Driven Life, this quote that you'll see on your screens. Man, let this one sink in. He says this, God's word generates life, creates faith, produces change, frightens the devil, causes miracles, heals hurts, builds character, transforms circumstances, imparts joy, overcomes adversity, defeats temptation, infuses hope, releases power, cleanses our minds, brings things to be into being, and guarantees our future forever. Wow, <laughs> right? How awesome is that, right? Any of you need temptation defeated? Go to God's word. Any of you need power released in your life? Immerse yourself in God's word. Anyone need hope infused into your being? I know I do. Go to God's word. Spend time reading the Bible 
and letting the Bible read you. You might want to take this quote and screenshot it right now or do something and put it on your phone or put it as a background on your phone because this is so, so true. It's not just a great quote. It is so true uh, that that's what the scripture does. So how does reading the Bible really change me? You're like, okay, Mark, you seem somewhat uh, believable. You know, I, I can listen to you. How does the Bible really, really changed me. Well, I'm glad you asked. I have two reasons why before that. A little girl was kneeling by her bed saying her prayers. Dear God, please make me a good little girl if you can. But if you don't, if you can't, don't worry, because I'm having fun the way I am. <laughs> right? From the mouth of age, right? <laughs> Just plain, brutal honesty. But if we're going to be transformed, unlike maybe this girl, we at the first want to be transformed. Do you want it? Do you want to change? Do you want to get better? Do you want to experience healing? Do you want to experience forgiveness? Do you want to see these things happen in your life? The transformation begins by exposing ourselves, exposing ourselves and facing the bare truth, okay? And that's what scripture does. The first thing it does, it exposes the truth about me. Hebrews 4.12 says this, for whatever God says, to us is full of living power. It's sharper than the sharpest dagger, cutting swift and deep into our innermost thoughts and desires with all their parts, exposing us for what we really are, e, right? Exposing us. If you put it in modern day language, I would say it's like a doctor taking the scalpel and opening the person up. And when you open them up, you see oh, this organ's you know, not doing well. You see this, here's the infection. You see, oh, the blood's not flowing well. Oh, you see this other malady, right? That's what he's saying in this text, right? God's word, God, when we, when we dive into scripture and we let scripture dive into us, it exposes things. I can't tell you how many times God's shown me something out of whack in my life that I kind of already knew was out of whack, but there's other times when I, pride's taken over and I think I'm doing pretty good. And then I read something about humility. I read something about forgiveness. I read something about peace. I read something about joy. And I realize that, no, I need some changes to happen. I'm not where I need to be in this area, okay? And sometimes we have to, if we really wanna change, we have to face the hard facts, right? We have to deal with the reality that is so that God can start doing the change that he wants to do. The second thing that how the Bible changes me and I think can change you is by it gets inside of us. It gets inside of us. I don't know how many times over the years I've had people say to me, Mark, how in the world did you know that was going on in my life? What you're speaking about today, how in the world did you know that was going on? To which I say, well, I, I spend most of my days stalking people on Facebook and Instagram. Well, no, I, I don't. I don't really have time for that, nor would I care. It's not me. I don't know what's going on in everyone's life. I, have, I don't know what's going on in your life. People who are watching today all around the world, I obviously have no idea, but God knows. And so when he directs us to scripture, when we preach God's word, it does. It penetrates into the deepest parts of our being. It points out the good and the bad. It points out the good attitudes and the bad attitudes, the good thoughts and the bad thoughts, the good ideas and the bad ideas, and the always bad sins. It points all that stuff out. See, we might be able to think we can hide from ourselves, but you and I can never hide from God. Now, sometimes, to be honest, I feel like you. There are days when I don't get into God's word. 
I start out meaningful or well-meaning every day. Uh, there's some mornings while, again, I use the Uversion app a lot on my phone just because my phone is usually within about 10 feet of me. I think statistics say that like almost 100% of one's day that your phone is 10 feet or less from you. But nevertheless, uh, I'll, I'll pull it up in bed in the morning. I'll start reading and all of a sudden I hear yelling in the back, you know, he hit me, she hit me. Daddy, I'm hungry, right? I mean, right? Anyone relating to that right now? I mean, that's life, right? And so I couldn't just keep reading, but then I can hear the, the fight escalating or the yelling escalating. And so you go take care of it. And all of a sudden, man, you're getting them breakfast and the day starts taking off. And then you realize you're relate and you haven't even showered yet and all that kind of stuff. And before I know it, it's a long day. I've had those and you get home late and you're just hungry and you, then you just, your brain's kind of mush. And so you veg a little bit and then you lay in bed at night and think, ah, I don't even, I just want to go to sleep, right? I'm the same as you, okay? And there's other days where I'm reading the scripture, but if you were to ask me later in the day, well, how did that read you? How did that change me today? You're like, eh, I felt maybe more like I just did the check, checklist today, right? I feel good, Mark Christian today, because I read the Bible. So I'm just like you. I mean, and there's seasons where, man, it is powerful. And I'm trying to get more of those seasons. I think even some of the practical stuff I apply in my life, which is to find a consistent time of the day, having it on my phone, believe it or not, that makes me more consistent throughout the day even to just even if I look at the verse of the day and just focus in on that, um, having a, a certain place you go to. All those just pragmatic things are so important for that consistency to immerse yourself in God's word. It wasn't long ago, um, you know, it was just, it was a, one of those weeks, right? You know, where it seemed like you jammed 14 days in the seven. It was just intense with, you know, work life and family life and just personal, everything, right? And I turned to scripture one day and the scripture, I don't know where it even came up, but I, it was Psalm 34, 17. And it says this, it said, the Lord hears his people when they call out for him. To, for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. I'm like, man, just like peace just flooded over me in that moment. I just began to meditate and God's word got inside of me. And when it gets inside of you, then he starts working on you and he starts bringing that change. In that case, he just gave me more peace and just kind of more priorities on him and not on all the tyranny of the urgent things that were going on. So I want to wrap up with this today. Sometimes we think, well, if I just read the Bible, that's enough. And I'm like, no, that's not enough. I'm a baseball nut. Uh, I love baseball. I played baseball for a long time. I've coached baseball for a long time. Uh, I've read about every book there is on pitching and hitting. Actually, my bookshelves in my office are full. It's kind of embarrassing maybe. But do you think by reading a book that ever made me effective in a game? No, right? I mean, it helped to have those tools, especially in practice. But the only reason I was effective in a game is I went and played the game. I actually participated. I went, you know, through the actual game situation. And so the Bible is the same. We can read it and read it and read it, but if we don't apply it to our lives, what's it matter? Now, I didn't come up with this. Actually, James, the half-brother of Jesus, said this in James 1.22. He said, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says, right? Do what it says. 
See, some of you are fighting for different things today. Some of you are fighting for your marriage. Some of you are fighting an addiction or sin. Some of you are fighting a, a wayward child. Some of you are fighting uh, debt in your life and a host of other things. You need you to immerse yourself in scripture. It's about a life improvement project. And you need to immerse yourself in scripture just as I need to immerse myself in scripture and let it soak through me, soak over me and through me to bring about the change. And I don't know what that change looks like for each of you. Sometimes it is a change of behavior attitude. Sometimes it's a change in just how you respond or how you just, again, like that, for me, that hope and that peace that can just flood over you as God's word changes something with inside of you. Some of you today are just fighting against God. You're fighting against what you know is true, what he's been telling you to do, and you're rebelling against that. You need to lay down your life. You need to surrender. You need to give your life over to him. In closing today, one of the things that I offer a lot of times, I just feel like it's huge. Every time we open up God's word is a pe- for a chance for people to respond and specifically respond to turn your life over to him or salvation as the Bible calls it, to be saved. And we're, what are we saved from? Well, we're saved from our sin. We're saved from all the torment here on earth and all the poor decision-making and all the hurt and all the pain and all those things that come with sin. And we're also saved from an eternity separated from God in hell. And so today's the day maybe for some of you to make that decision. Today is the day. And so if you make that, I'm gonna pray for you, but if you make that decision today, text me. Uh, I wanna celebrate with you, number one but I wanna help you get connected with someone else to help you on your faith journey. And you'll see the numbers on your screen or in the, in the chat boxes, 937-358-6565. Today's the day to make that decision. Would you pray with me? Father, I just know that I know that there's people watching right now who need to turn their life over to you. Their sin is weighing them down. It's got a hold on them. It's got a grip on them. It's just, it, it, they don't feel peace. They don't have hope. They don't have a purpose. They don't feel they have meaning in life because they've never handed over the reins of control to you. And so if that's you today, and you know that you know, you don't even understand all of scripture. You don't have to. You understand the basic. The Bible says that no one, that all have sinned, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But yet also, if we put our hope in Christ, that we can be saved. And Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one can get to the Father. No one can get to God except through me. In other words, we have to repent of our sin. But the Bible also says that if we, are, or if we, are faith, or if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us from all our unrighteousness. So today is the day confess, confess, confess. God say, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I, I, I repent. I'm so sorry for my sin. God, would you come in? Jesus, would you come in and lead my life? I want you to be the leader of my life. Today is the day. For others of us, we need to let the Bible soak over us and soak through us. It needs to be our first course of action, not our last course. It needs to be the place we go to for wisdom, for understanding, for discernment, for direction, for change. And I pray God that today would be the day we say, you know what? Yesterday's yesterday, last week's yesterday, last month's whatever. Today starts a new day where I'm gonna daily find time with you. God, give us the power to do this. God, give us the power that only you can to change. And we pray that in Jesus' name, amen. 
for joining us today. To stay up to date with our weekly messages, make sure to subscribe and follow us on social media. You can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or download our app to stay connected with all things the Valley. And if today's message impacted you, share it with a friend, because changed lives change lives.